1: This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
1: Today's topic, I think, will be a fun one. You titled it, Corn-Themed Halloween. And um, so really, we're gonna talk about how Halloween might look different this year, but how we could still have some family fun.
2: Yeah, and I think you set it up just perfect. Uh, Jennifer, this year, the way the year's going, many families may be reconsidering celebrating Halloween as they have in the past. For instance, many children may be foregoing the door-to-door trick-or-treating for safety purposes, and similarly, maybe the neighborhood party or that boo-fest that we love to go may be wrapped up like a mummy and laid to rest.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) look at you. Wow. (laughs) Oh, you no. you <laughs> I <did. that>
2: prepared. <laughs> well it kind of worked itself in but you're uh-huh. right I did I did want to say that my kids are yeah. like that but that doesn't <laughs> mean you can't have a family fun night and so I was hoping to maybe give a couple of ideas on how to how to maybe do something a little different and have that Halloween fun but just maybe just with our families
1: I appreciate that because, David, I think, and I I know that you have children that are, you know, prime Halloween age as well, but I do think that this is a struggle for parents is trying to find some sense of normalcy. But you know, normal doesn't really exist this year. So, how is it that we can still make this a fun and exciting and memorable time for our kiddos?
2: Uh, and you're so right. Yeah, it it is. And my son asked me the other day. He said, "Dad, do you think we'll have Halloween?" And that's a, a a topic I don't really want to address with him right, 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 right. now. And I said, maybe not like we've had it before. And so I felt the 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 pressure or the onus at that point to to say you know what I want to make this still a fun time and so we're still going to dress up we're still going to decorate and so that's where I want to start is that I got a couple ideas for for decorating one of the funnest things about Halloween is the pumpkin carving and all of the decorations the skeletons and the the, the ghosts and all the fun, the witches hats and all the things that we know that symbolize Halloween to us. And so I think it's important that we keep that a part of our Halloween experience this year. And I think we can make that a fun decorating pumpkin decorating experience. And whether you want to do that with real pumpkins or you want to use coloring sheets, depending on the age of your child, safety is always uh, something that we endorse Here in FCS, and so by all means, if you have young children, I think decorating or even just decorating a pumpkin without the carving of it is is 100% acceptable. And, And ways to make that fun is you can have them conjure up their spookiest design or their most original Design, or you can add some criteria to that. And maybe we say, oh, I want the spookiest pumpkin or the silliest pumpkin or the most original or colorful, and the list goes on. Maybe you have older children. And at that point, maybe we want to do some themes of like, oh, favorite movie title or a sport pumpkin or an off-season pumpkin. And what I mean by the off-season is like, can you decorate your pumpkin to match another season? Maybe we do a turkey pumpkin or a Santa or a, a snowman pumpkin something of that to add some spice, to add some flavor, and to add some fun to our pumpkin decorating. The other piece to that would be another decorating fun thing to do and incorporate would be these lanterns. And and I've seen the lanterns, and you may have seen them probably around Christmas time, the ones that kind of adorn people's walkways as they enter as they walk up. They they can be, again, very similar, you know, a lunch bag and a pair of scissors, and you can have a really spooky lantern if you want, Uh, add a few rocks in the bottom or sand, and one of those electric tea light candles, and I will uh, stress electric tea light and no, no open flames around <laughs> no the paper bag. <laughs> uh, Appreciate the safety tips too. Yeah, that could be that could be dangerous. So, but again, fun for children. Uh, if you have young children, they might like that as a night light. Or again, you can put those outside and, instead of having the pumpkins. But I think the decorating piece is is still a part of our family fun and deserves its place in your Halloween celebration.
1: As I was listening to you talk about decorations for those individuals that maybe they're part of a homeowners association or they have a tight knit neighborhood, I could see that being something to get the entire neighborhood involved with that, you know, you may not be able to go door to door trick or treating, but there could be a decorating contest for the street or the neighborhood that doesn't necessarily have a prize associated with it beyond bragging rights, but still something just to get other neighbors involved as well.
2: Yeah. And get, give us a reason to kind of get out and about. And, and so maybe we might got, be going door to door to receive candy, but we can still walk around the neighborhood and maybe see some of the things that other people, other ways that people are decorating. And I'm going to circle back to that point just because I think it's going to show itself in, in just a moment.
1: Oh, okay. Did I jump ahead?
2: No, you did great. This is, this is priming us up. The second piece is I what I, I kind of want to kind of clump these two ideas together. And these kind of go around the costume ideas. Uh, Dress the part. I love, one of the reasons I like Halloween so much is it's the only acceptable time throughout the year that we are encouraged to dress like someone else and get into full character. And it's acceptable to be whoever you want to be, whether that's a scary goblin or or a, a silly character that, that we all have grown to love. It is up to you. And so dress the part. And I would say require every member of the family to wear a costume to dinner. Each member is then to introduce themselves to the other members I encourage them to stay in character. You know, After all, it's that one time a year I just said that's acceptable. So speak in their language or uh, how they would speak and uh, have a lot of fun with it. The other thing I think that's important for this would be the, the costume report. So not only have them introduce who they are, because sometimes that's not as as easy to identify as some other costumes. And so in introducing themselves, but then give a costume report. And that's kind of very similar to what we would say is a book report. Why did you do it? Who are you? What, what are some interesting facts that you've learned about this character that you're emulating and, or dressing like? And then the other piece would be to maybe add in there why you chose the character. What is it that you like about this character or this animal that you've chosen to do, um, to, to dress like? And so I think that could be some interesting pieces to add to the evening. And it also helps those, those children with their oral presentation skills as well as their research skills. And you that's know how exactly I love research. what
1: I was thinking is that they're <laughs> learning and they don't even realize that they're learning.
2: Oh, uh, that's just part of what we do, isn't it? And the, the, final, the final suggestion would be around games. You know how I love games. You know that I, I really want my family to enjoy games. I think they're fun in our house and so what i'm calling a werewolf hunt and i have to say this is this is not anything i found this is something i i kind of came up with on my own i think of it like like hide and seek but almost a reverse of that so instead of one person uh being the seeker and everybody else hiding it's just the opposite of that there's one werewolf that hides And then there's a a collective of individuals who go and seek out the werewolf and so the werewolf hides wherever he does everybody kind of the the seekers scatter about throughout the area and they they hunt him down and when they find the werewolf they scream werewolf werewolf and then everybody tries to run back to base and the werewolf has an opportunity to try and tag one before they get back and then at that point if they've tagged it you can have two options you can either The the werewolf can then replace the individual they tagged. And now the person who was tagged now goes and bees the werewolf, and the, the other one, the werewolf, now joins the rest of the group. Or the werewolf then grows in its pack and now there's two werewolves that go and hide and so the more people you tag the more wolves there are in the area and the funner and the more chaotic it becomes go (laughs) go ahead
1: (laughs) thank you you so much that it's always fun when we record and i i truly appreciate the the tips just as a parent this year trying to think about how best to to navigate Halloween, especially with our youngest, that she's she's nine. And so her years for probably truly being, you know, celebrating Halloween are a little bit a little bit numbered. She's at that prime age right now too. And so I appreciate the tips to kind of help us make it a memorable year at home.
0: You bet. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health